You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Parker. I played Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! You are, without doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Everybody, welcome to episode 146 of the Disney Universe podcast. This is your favorite, or one of your favorite uh, Disney adult podcasts, brought to you by the Walt's Apartment Podcast uh, group and family. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Joey, and joining me today is one of my co-hosts, Alex. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, you know, just getting ready to start Advent calendar season. You know, I'm excited for Friday. Um, other than that, stuffed from the Thanksgiving holiday and Full of family, food, football is good things. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, same here, pretty much, except I haven't got my advent calendar yet. So I got to jump on that before. I, I just have mine that I, one. I never got into last year. So, oh, that works. So, so. I got halfway through December. I was like, I'll just save it for next year. So, why not? <laughs> but uh, Ryan's not with us today, but we have a very awesome and very special guest. Uh, I've always wanted to talk about uh, Walt since we're so close to. Uh, his birthday, uh, that's Walt Disney, for the, those of you that did not uh, catch that <laughs> that one there. But uh, we have who I think is probably the best guest to have. Uh, you've heard him on the Tiki cast. Uh, man of many talents, author, artist, former Jungle Cruise skipper, Disney historian. Awesome podcast to one of my favorite podcasts, The Jungle. Uh, Dr. David Skipper Marley. Welcome to the main Disney Universe show, sir. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be up to the uh, to the major leagues now. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. You, you 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 and Trevor, your co-host, uh, you jumped right into the majors. Uh, quick plug. Like I said, I love your guys' podcast. Uh, when you. you guys started it, I was like, why did this take so long for you two to come out with this amazing podcast? It's perfect. I'm the reason. And you're the reason. He he tried for years, like literally for four years at least, to try to get me to do one. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing a podcast. No, and I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, that's yeah, yeah, yeah all right. And I mean, you, me down. <laughs> you guys are just natural. Like I said, it's such a fun listen. It's hilarious. I'm glad yeah. I don't drive right now at work because I don't have to worry about crashing, uh, laughing into any any traffic or oh, nice. old women or children. So, uh, <laughs> but we could talk more about that. But I, I thank you. Like I said, uh, I, I, you're not not only uh, all the Jungle Cruise stuff, but you are a Disney historian, you got a master's in American history, so uh, you are in your teaching office. You look like Doctor Jones right now, so I, I do, you. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but before we get to our uh, conversation, we got a little bit of what we call mousekeeping. Uh, it's kind of our little uh, 
plug not plugs but our thank yous and shares so of course we couldn't do uh, this uh podcast or a youtube without very special people we'd love to thank we call them our crew alex is going to shout them out and they got some uh, special fun fun stuff coming soon i be- i believe there's always fun stuff coming for the crew i believe uh but yeah we we definitely appreciate those people who like to stick around and enjoy what we're doing and want to contribute to you know, letting us know it's a good time because that makes us want to make it an even greater time. We call that group of people the DU crew. Uh, as always, we want to shout out you. And that is Sean, John, Alfredo, Sasquatch, Jen, and Florida Jen, uh, Monique, Tyler, and Wedge Antilles coming through, uh, rounding out our crew. If you want to join those people and get great perks, like seeing, uh, you know, videos of our audio podcasts that aren't going to be posted or uh, early content or even from our summer drive. We, we got uh, the first batch of Hatbox Goat t-shirts out to the world. They have yet to get there, but those people will be getting them hopefully before Christmas. Um, so join the crew and find out what's next that can be coming to you. Uh, and that's patreon.com slash DU crew. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, also, if, you, if you're new to the show, uh, you found us on the Waltz Apartment uh, feed. Uh, be sure to follow us and uh, interact with us on Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, kind of on threads. I don't know if that's still a thing, you know, but we're there. And uh, of course, YouTube, uh, that's at, at the DUTV. Uh, I've been uploading some uh, recent Disney trip videos and we'll be, I'm, I might be, I I found some old yesteryear type videos. I might throw those in there too. So, but uh, definitely check that out. Well, we're growing there. And um, if you if you're looking for some cool swag uh, to wear around the parks or just around that's Disney themed, Star Wars, Marvel, check out our good friends at Neverland Trading. Uh, they have a nice little discount and awesome uh, holiday themed shirts. And you just uh, go into the promo code at checkout and type in Dverse as D V E R S C for a nice little discount and uh, get you something nice. But um, right. yeah, let's let's just get into this. Uh, before we get to the Walt uh, uh, Walt talk, I'll just call it Walt talk right now instead of TED talk. Um, David, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, your your sites and all, all your good funness you got going on? Yeah, jeez, uh, where do I start? Um, uh, like my 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 tragic backstory. Sure, why not? Your origin story. We'll call that. My, my villain origin story. Uh, no, I'm a former Jungle Cruise skipper. Uh, I worked at, at the at Disneyland for about three and a half years. And uh, I'm also a professor. I teach at Cal State Fullerton. That's how I got the nickname Dr. Skipper when I was at Jungle Cruise. Very super clever nickname, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they put those two things together. And uh, it's uh, it was a great job. My, I think my favorite job of all time. And it's clearly taken over my life because... I teach a class on Disneyland. I've written books about Disneyland. I give talks on your podcast about Disneyland. So it's, yeah, yeah just, uh, it's been a, a big part of my life since I was a little kid growing up in Orange County. It was literally right down the street from us. Yeah. So I, I make art. I write books. I give talks around the country all about Disney stuff. Yeah. yeah and and I, I love your books. Uh, Skipper Stories and Thank more you. Skipper Stories. Uh, Thank you. For, for those who are, are not aware, and you, you should be, because I know me and uh, Jungle Cruiser, uh, Corey from All Aboard, have talked about it plenty of times, but it's basically 
as it says in the title, skipper stories. You you got skippers from the '50s, '60s, all the way to current, telling yeah. their stories in great chapters and categories. So, yeah. thank you. Pretty some funny funny anecdotes and essays. Thank you. <laughs> it was it was it's the most fun pro- fun project I've ever done. It's just a blast to meet all these skippers from all, every generation. And to hear their stories and realize, like, they tell stories from the 50s and 60s about experiences that I had in the 2000s. And yeah. it was like, we were on the same dock having the same problems with guests or boats. Or it was like a cool bonding experience with these guys who were working there before I was even born. <laughs> and yet we have this shared experience. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, because, you know, reading the book and listening to the podcast and, you know, getting to know you over the couple of years. uh you know, you, you really notice that with, with skippers compared to any other uh, cast members on attractions, it is Jungle Cruise seems to have that really deep paternity, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, compared to, you know, somebody working, you know, Tomorrowland or, you know, Main Street. So, I mean, you see that to the day because uh, you and Trevor never worked together, right? You guys. No, we did. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we worked together for like his his one year there. He was already there when I started. Yeah, so it's like maybe, maybe eight or nine months we worked together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know where we, I got that wrong. So. That's right. We became good friends uh, when we started doing the stand-up comedy show. When I started running that, that's where we really began to hang out. Yeah, which yeah. needs to come back. Just from what I've heard on the podcast, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. And of course, listeners, you can definitely get a lot more skipper stories either through uh, the books or the podcast, The Jungle. Uh, every episode is great skipper stories and just Thank madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I love it. I love that chaos. It's such a it was so so much fun. But you're right, it is a unique bonding experience to be a skipper uh, than some of the other attractions. We were like, yeah, I pushed those buttons too. Yeah, I did that ride. Yeah, I put the, the lap bar down and hit go. <laughs> where we we always tried to help each other have better boats and do new jokes and yeah, it was more like a a family trying to help each other. Ah, oh, very cool. I can yeah. totally see that too. I, I, it's hard to. I can't think of any other attraction that would have a similar sort of camaraderie as you right. do bring a bit of yourself to the ride. Uh, I see some little bits, obviously, with uh, Tower of Terror and mm-hmm. Monsters After Dark over there at Guardians of the Galaxy, and also now with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Obviously, not the amount of personal touch, but they do have little bits of dialogue and touch they get to add to it. And then, of course, cool. uh, Kilimanjaro over there in Florida, but not not as much comedy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's really cool how you say that you can automatically have this bond with someone, you know, who was doing the same thing 30 years prior. Oh, yeah. 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 Those guys that worked there in the 70s, I, I legitimately feel like they're friends of mine. And we tell some of the exact same wild stories about pranks we did and it's like did you ever put this in the water yeah i did and did you ever go here and like hide behind this and it's just weird uh that we had that same experience yeah and you mentioned a couple times like didn't you guys like at close used to like race backwards or something or through the jungle or what they used to do in the 70s they had a small boat called a skiff a little outboard motor oh that's right and they would use that to go fix boats during downtimes and they would do, you would race it through the jungle, but you had to take it backwards, like through the backside of water to the hippo pool. So you just had to go on the same track, but backwards. And uh, they would time each other to see how fast they could do it. 
So it got sunk one too many times because I worked there for a summer in the mid nineties and the skiff was there and it came back in 2002. They're like, Oh yeah, they took the skiff out because people kept sinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, a little well. expensive to, to try to repair the thing that's supposed to repair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know two different skippers that drove it right into the waterfall and sunk it <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> on two separate occasions. And then on both times they just, emptied the water out and parked it and pretended like nothing happened. <laughs> That's awesome. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. Like maintenance isn't going to figure that out, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I've seen one day at Disney, the people that work at the third right? shift. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that I, that about your uh, page that I love is a lot of people would post stuff like, you know, Matterhorn Monday or Small World Saturday or, you know, Walt Wednesday. And just do a picture and like, hey, it's Walt. But you took that to the next level. <laughs> and I love it. And I, I, there's got to be a collection of these, like in a book or something. <laughs> you got your Walt Wednesdays, which are just basically just funny memes with Walt. And um, I should have pulled some up. I don't know. You got some uh, some favorite ones off the top of your head that. And I. I'll... What do I like? Uh, there's there's one that I like that I didn't even realize uh, where I got it from. Uh, during the Thanksgiving break, I watched the movie Mean Girls with my daughters. Oh. <laughs> and there's all these lines. I'd never seen it before. And there's all these lines in the movie that I've used before. Because uh, I have one picture with Walt. He's at the driving the Jungle Cruise boat. He's like, get in, loser. We're telling jokes and shooting hippos. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd heard that phrase, get in, loser, but I didn't know where. So I'm watching the movie and she pulls up, get in, loser. We're going shopping. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's where I got that yeah. from. I just yeah. knew it as a meme. And so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's that's a lot of fun. Although I found out I have to make them really wild and outrageous, um, or else people start to think they're real. Yeah, so I'm just sharing yeah. some of the recent ones. This one cracked me up. Uh, it's, sorry, this isn't on YouTube, but I'm, I'm going to word it for our audio listeners. But it's it's Walt with his. I get. I used to call this just the Pinocchio Prince hat from the '60s with a giant feather. Yeah, and you wrote Walt would often tour the park in disguise in order to see how things are going. Yeah. It just has a hat on, which like, <laughs> yeah. like no, no, no Prince Philip looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the giant pink hat with a giant pink feather. Who would notice that? Nobody. Ah, my, yeah. my computer froze. But I was, I was trying to find one. Uh, I was going to share with Alex, but it's uh, the the 420 themed. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you know what I've discovered? People don't like the drug ones. <laughs> like if i do a joke about walt and drugs people get very upset like they don't get upset but they they don't like it so like, okay i gotta stop i gotta stop uh that one okay there's some of the ones i like are ones that aren't necessarily popular but the if you scroll back up a bit there's one of walt oh yeah that's good uh we're both beer guys here so it's walt yeah. pointing was that roy it's just some other i don't know who they are just a couple other executives but i look at the photos i'm like he's like the beer bottles were this high (laughs) and you got dates so it's like people are like oh that must have really happened yeah yeah so that's why i like in the and then in the explanation part i try to go into more detail to make it clear that i'm just making it up it's just ridiculous yeah i think i skipped by one you wanted to share there it is the black and white one in the center there uh i don't know why this just cracks me up let us picture Walt by himself. Disneyland is my land. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, 
keep while, while people are waiting to get in. He's just like, no, <laughs> you know how much I paid for this? Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but that one just cracks me up. So yeah. 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 Do you got something you just got waiting for certain holidays or months or I have a file on my, uh, on my phone that is just Walt Wednesday photos and uh, I go through books and anywhere I can find photos. I have this huge collection and, uh, I just, every like Tuesday, I just sit and scroll through and I'm like, okay, what, what'll work? What's funny. You know, it, <laughs> sometimes it comes right away and sometimes it takes me forever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it was the one today for Matterhorn Monday. Uh, oh, yeah. the, uh, the kind of framing of the mountain and the caption reading uh, falling from the top of this frame is the only thing uh, only hurts. Only thing that hurts more than riding the actual ride. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Once they added in those new bobsleds, that they hurt. Oh man. Uh, it's uh you, you have to have a back injury to get <laughs> it fixed. Otherwise yeah. if you don't have a back injury. You'll leave with one. Yeah. And both of you guys are like super tall too. So I'm the, and, and I get crunched up in them. So I can imagine. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. A buddy of mine is an inch taller than I am. So he's super tall. And he's like, yeah, if you're over six foot, this is no longer the attraction for you. He's like, (laughs) give it a shot. And I even sat in there. I'm like, I can't, I can barely fit in this thing. So it was, uh, it it makes it more painful if such a thing is possible. Yeah. I still miss the cuddle seats and yeah, a lot more room. Um, But yeah, definitely check out. Uh, our listeners check out Dr. Skipper's Instagram for Walt Wednesdays. Um, funny, funny shit. I love it. Thank so. you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Oh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Walt, like I said, that's a, kind of like our, our main topic today. Uh, we're, we're, it's a time where a lot of people, uh, Disney fans and, uh, you know, podcasters and people uh, always like to share Walt's birthday and we get all happy and like, yeah, you know, this, you know, what, a hundred and, 30 something. Anyways, I'm, I'm way off bet on dates, but then so close after is also the, the date of his passing. So, you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you know, but I figured we could talk a little bit about his life. You, uh, so you've been a, a historian and sure. Um, even I, I know you can't talk too much about it, but uh, you, you're going to be coming up on a special from national, not history channel history channel yeah Walt. so look looking forward to seeing that hopefully uh, real soon but uh, do you have any favorite like walt stories or anything in general or like something you use in some of your talks i think my like overall all-time favorite walt story that i think like shows who he is is um he wanted to build the matterhorn and the monorail and the submarine he wanted to do it all at once and he shows it to Roy because Walt was the business was the was the idea guy and Roy was the money guy. And he's like, I want to build all these things. And Roy says, No, we don't. We just paid off all the debt. We gotta wait. No. And then he left for a month to go to Europe. And this is before cell phones. So he's like gone, like out of contact. And so I guess the day after Roy leaves, Walt walks over to Imagineering and he's like, build it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, How is he gonna pay for it? And he's like, That's Roy's problem when he comes back. So by the time, by the time Roy comes back, they're already clearing the ground and they've ordered all this stuff and they're building it. And Roy was not happy, but he's like, pay for it. Find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want new stuff. Yeah. And so that, that, I love that story. Cause you, you can't picture an executive doing that to anybody, but their own brother, you know? Oh, exactly. Especially with the communications. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, you know? 
oh yeah, it would take years and there'd be all kinds of meetings and studies. He's like, build it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. My other, my other favorite story uh, I learned when I was working on my jungle cruise history book um, was that it not, like Walt's apartment is right behind where the hippo pool is. Mm. And he didn't like to smoke where people could see him, but he would go out there and watch the boats go around at night. And uh, a skipper said, sometimes you'd pull into the hippo pool at night and you knew where you would stand and you would see the little glow from a cigarette light. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you knew Walt was there in the jungle watching you do your routine. And he goes, so you were always like really careful and like try to be good and funny because you knew the boss was right there watching you. Yeah. Like a hunter. You're right. <laughs> right. Is a sniper. Um, That's going to think of him standing there watching the boats go by. Yeah. I didn't even think I forgot because. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was able to do a. Uh, what one one year I got um, I got, I was lucky enough to get selected to do a try a food um tasting, uh behind Carnation Cafe, and it wound up being for uh flows when uh, Carzine was being built. Oh wow! So you know they take us to the back and literally go around the corner. And it's like right there, right on the other side of the door is the. The jungle cruise here, like, I yeah. mean, you know, it's close because you can hear the guns going off, but I did yeah. not realize it's like literally on the other side of the door. And I just, but they took you, they took you back there. Yeah. Huh. Took us to like this little area to try, try the food where we're recorded. Yeah. And uh, be- before the, the land opened, it, it happened like in the February or March, and they're oh. testing the food for flow. So, how interesting. Yeah, back in my day, they never let guests back there ever. Because yeah. that was like, that was our hangout place. And, and I used to take my trainees, we would sit on one of the boats backstage. And that's where I would go over all the stuff and show them where the engine was and how to run the boat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And once or twice, I took a nap back there. <laughs> once or twice. And they even paid us for eating, which was unheard of. Wow. First of all, Disney giving you free food unheard of and then paying you to eat food unheard yeah, exactly, of. Exactly. You got a twofer right there. <laughs> yeah. did, did you get to have anything that didn't make the menu? Um, Most of it made the menu, but most of it was served on like a Texas toast, which didn't happen when the restaurant opened. Okay. Yeah, it's California, not Texas. What do you think? Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> it was good, though. I like Texas toast, but um, but I Obviously, you working Jungle Cruise and Adventureland was was a very um, tender spot for Walt. Like some of the, we see footage of him all over the lands, but some of to me, some of the most iconic photos of him, even more than Fantasyland, is him on the Jungle Cruise, him in the yeah. in Tiki Room. Yeah. Um, so I mean, did you kind of feel that little extra Waltness? I guess. Uh, when you're working uh, Jungle Cruise, or oh yeah, and we were we were obnoxious about it. Um, f- well, first of all, we were obnoxious because we we were one of Walt's originals, as we called it. Like you know, oh Indy, you, you know, you've been here since the '90s. Like Walt <laughs> Disney was in our attraction, so yes. we already bragged about that, uh, and we felt very special. And there was an argument about were we his favorite attraction or not. When I worked on my book, I was able to find out, like from Mark Davis and a few other sources he said the jungle cruise was his favorite and it's the one he spent the most time at when he visited the park. Yeah. Uh, So take that other places, (laughs) take that star tours. Uh, 
Yeah. So we felt that kind of, it was fun to work there and have that connection to the past, but I'm a historian. I should love the past. Right. So well, of course it makes sense that it was his favorite when his apartment's just overlooking it too. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was his son-in-law, uh, Ron Miller, who said, it, although at night they would get sick of hearing the drums and the, the natives all night long till like midnight or one when they shut the ride down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I, I would guess that that is your favorite opening day attraction as well? Oh, definitely, yeah. Joe, favorite opening day attraction? Yeah, I, I would have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have to say John Cruise. I could definitely see it being Waltz and why it's Waltz. And it's a great, but not to just be a contrarian, Mister Toad's Wild Ride for me. I've hey, that's all- a good ride. I've always uh, had a, uh, as a bartender, I love seeing Winky flip those beers in there. It's just a crazy story. But yeah, I think that's cool. And another uh, interesting bond you'd have with specific other rides around uh, the park, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, I like Mr. Toads because it's not a super hugely famous movie either. And yet it's got this fun attraction. And Florida took it out. What the hell, Florida? Uh, but, but we've still got it out here in California. Well, yeah. it's funny because uh, last time I was in Florida, uh, one of our friends, uh, Discord Apparel, shout out, uh, they they would do shirts that matched up Disney with like heavy metal groups. So I had a Mr. Toad slash Slayer uh, shirt. Run away. And I wore it when I was in Florida and they were selling the Mr. Toad popcorn buckets huh. before in Florida before they came to Disneyland. Which made no sense. That so people no were like, sense. yeah, yeah so people rubbing it in. in. <laughs> rubbing popcorn, rubbing popcorn salt in the wound, if you will. Right. So yeah, they I, took I, it out to build um, Little Mermaid, right? I think it was Winnie the Pooh for that one. No. Oh, oh, that hurts if they got Winnie the Pooh for yeah. That's a downgrade. I think Snow White came out for uh, Little Mermaid. Okay, I could be yeah. wrong on that because they don't I have Snow White anymore either. I'll let you know. Yeah, I think because there's a picture somewhere in Winnie the Pooh that has Mr. Toad in it. I was okay. always mad that we lost Country Bears to get Winnie the Pooh. As much as I love Winnie the Pooh, I'm glad yeah. we didn't lose Mr. Toad. So uh, I think yeah. we got the better end of that deal. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew a guy that worked uh, at Country Bears, and he loved it. Because I'm like, so you just have to start the show every once in a while? He's like, oh, no, if you play it right, you don't have to do anything. Oh. He's like, the show's just on automatic. And if you load the guests in quick enough and get the doors closed, it will just start on a timer. He goes, it was the best. We didn't do any work. <laughs> and it was nice and cool in there all the time. Yeah. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> that's why yeah, the west side of the park is about 10 to 15 degrees cooler than the east side of the park in the summer. It's noticeably different because it's all metal I- and steel and shiny. And we got trees and water. So, yeah. Yeah. I heard you say that one time and I, it hit me like, oh, yeah, that, ma- that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why Especially would be Tomorrowland. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and with um, with you being a professor doing uh, talks, you, you've done talks uh, on like Disneyland and Walt. I, what one I, I really was looking forward to, I, I wanted to go to the Tiki Oasis in Arizona, but uh, you did a really cool, um, what Corey, and you guys are talking about it, but uh, Walt and his the, like Polynesian influence, oh, yeah. basically. Uh, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, yeah. your, your presentation? That's a fun talk. I'll be giving that same talk at Inouele in Atlanta this January, oh, January nice. 2024. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be repeating it there. Um, but it, it talks. It's a talk where I show the history of the Tiki gods 
because I thought they were all just made up. They just invented them. And then I did just a little bit of research and found out, nope, they're all real, all based on real things. And then I did a deep dive. I found all these books and like the museum exhibits they came from. And uh, like a lot of them aren't what they're supposed to be. Like the tiki babies that hang down, like one of them is from New Guinea. It's like a a god for fishermen that they put on the prow of their boat, the bow of their boat. Um, Now it's a tiki baby. Um, And so all these different carvings and things and where they came from in their history. And it's a lot of fun. The weird thing about that talk is um, uh, I have a, one of the pictures I have is the shag painting of the tiki room from like the, the 40th anniversary of the tiki room. And so that was just one of my slides and uh, I'm getting ready for my talk and the people that run Tiki Oasis come in and they have shag with them and they just sit like in the third row. And I'm like, Oh crap. I got one of his slides and I'm going to (laughs) talk about him. And he's, I I was like, I was momentarily terrified that he was going (laughs) to, he's there. Like, Oh crap, shag. I like your work. And now I'm talking about it. And here you are in the front row. (laughs) <laughs> he had no idea. He had no idea. I was going to talk about his, yeah, his art and how it relates to it. Yeah. So, but that's the talk I give and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it, it was the one that took me the most research to get done to find out where everything came from. Nice. Yeah. And I saw the video, I think you shared it that somebody grabbed your phone and went and showed you the line out oh, the yeah. floor for this talk, which yep. I mean, and I've, I've mentioned it before, but like, what got me into like Tiki and like the whole like escapism has been growing up, you know, Disneyland, the Asian Terrace when it was open, the the show that was at the Dis- Disneyland Hotel. I mean, this stuff was like as a kid plus oh, yeah. uh, Blue Hawaii, you know, so it's like so seeing I'm like Disney and Tiki and adventure just goes hand in hand to me. Right. And yeah. In Arizona, it was proof that I mean, you had line going out out the <laughs> wazoo. Thanks. I'm going to repost that because that's my favorite video of the year because it was um, there was about 10 minutes before the, the talk started and the room was empty. Oh. There were like maybe three people and I, and there were, I couldn't see a line out, out in the little lobby. And I'm like, oh, crap. And they're like, don't worry about it. And then the lady, there's it's a, a husband and wife that run the Tiki Oasis. Yeah. But Baby Doe comes in. She's one of the people that runs it. She walks in, looks at the room. No, 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 no. More chairs, more chairs, more chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like sitting there thinking, oh, my God, is no one going to be here? And then they start bringing out more chairs. And I'm like, huh, okay. And then the, the that flood of people came in. I'm like, oh, all right, we're good. So, and I, yeah. I laughed because uh, Corey, Jungle Cruiser, uh, made a, an appearance in that video. And it's funny because he's the only person and that line that wasn't wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, he, like, <laughs> he stood out like a sore thumb. So. That's that's mandatory for a Tiki Oasis event. Oh yeah, that's what I was telling him. He was wearing yeah. his Jungle uh, Jungle Cruise uh, baseball jersey though. No, uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll let that slide. I don't yeah. know if anybody else would, but <laughs> in my talks, that's totally that's totally fine. And have have you done any other like uh, Disney themed talks or Walt themed or? Yeah, I've given a bunch of them. Um, I give talks on like the history of Disneyland itself. I've given talks on like the plants of Disneyland, where those have come from. Uh, I do it on the history of the Jungle Cruise. Uh, for an, uh, There's a new Tiki show, a Tiki event called Tiki A Go-Go that's going to be in Orlando this April. This is their second one, I guess. Um, and uh, I'm going to be doing a talk there on the Jungle Cruise moving east and like what's different between the, the California version and the Florida version. So, uh, a cave. I've, uh huh? <laughs> the, the cave, the cave, right? Yeah. Where they just stop talking. Yeah. They're like here, it's here, then <laughs> silence. 
and then they go back to talking. It's 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 odd, but I found out why that happens. So um, yeah, I've given a number of talks on a lot of different Disney topics because I taught that history of Disneyland class. I can pretty much cover anything. I even did a talk once on weeds at Disneyland. <laughs> this group of um, horticulture experts that focus on weeds said, hey, could you talk about Disney plants? I'm like, sure, though. Could you focus on weeds? I'm like, weeds? Sure. So I have friends that work horticulture. I called them and said, hey, what weed stories do you have for me? And so they told me some good ones. So yeah, I was going to say for how well manicured Disneyland is, you don't, I mean, we don't see weeds, but obviously the people who are keeping, keeping it up do. So that'd be interesting. I actually did the uh, cultivating the magic tour, the uh, horticulture tour of Disneyland, which I don't know if that's still going, but was that something happening when you were there? Did you have any input on that or? I had no, I have no input on any of that kind of stuff. They started it well after I left, but it was one of the tours I always wanted to do. Uh, yeah, my friend was really into, you know, plants and horticulture. We just happened to be there. So we decided to do it for our birthday and it was a blast. That's cool. Yeah. I would actually like to do that. Um, yeah. I'd try to be, I'd sit in the back and be quiet. I wouldn't say a word. So I'd behave myself. Yeah. I just recently did the happiest haunts tour. And um, it really focused on just everything at Disneyland over the, they're really talking about the the first, you know, the hundred years. So uh, the parks, the films, the different like scary stuff. So when they took us in front of the, uh, the Mickey, uh, the floral arrangement uh-huh. in, the, in the front, they actually really dive deep in the, I can never pronounce it, but the horticulture, horticulture. There you go. the plant stuff. Uh, you said thank it. you <laughs> they really dive deep into like how you know the daily upkeep and then when they switch it over for the holidays and the number of teams and like the army it takes to you know do oh, yeah. it and how they're growing like even it was october and they, they were working on the pincetas since like august for december oh, yeah. and stuff so it's really cool that it wasn't the full tour but that they were able to just mention it for the quick little 10 minute part of the tour so it was, it was nice yeah. to get that that in there but and that was a cool thing even about working there i i had a, a like a back-to-back shift so i closed it and then i opened it so i remember walking through by the tiki room to pick up our buddy who was working there but walked by one of the planners and then i was there the next morning and it was completely different like they pulled out every plant and it was filled with brand new flowers that already looked like they'd been there forever and i was like wow that was that was quick. That was not even eight hours. And it just looks, and every once in a while, you'll just notice a whole new section was just there. And uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've done that where, I mean, just like I was there one day and it was Halloween. Then it was literally November 1st. We, I went for my niece and it was boom, Christmas. Like the pumpkin was yeah. gone. The tree was up. <laughs> wow. That was yeah, pretty they, they do that pretty quick. I think it's like what thirteen months out of the year. It's all themed for some holiday now. It's like, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, Halloween and Christmas. It's a it, they they go nuts. Uh, Joe, uh, well, I just wanted to because you mentioned the history of Disney uh, talks that you've done, and before we came on, I mentioned that I saw through your link tree, you have a whole history of Disneyland Part One course online. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this coincides with what you teach in person, if there's a history of Disney course you can take in person. Um, but yeah, it's a history of Disneyland during Walt's life. Yeah. Um, just what it's broken down into the world before Disneyland, planning Disneyland, building Disneyland, opening Disneyland, Disneyland during the 50s, 
Disneyland during the '60s and Lost Disneyland. And I, at least for me, that's that's enough, you know, to get me hanging on. I'm I'm excited to get in there and see what that's yeah. all about. But what what would you say? I, I guess is that a specific point in the history of Disneyland that you chose to zero in on, or is I, I guess what made you decide to do it specifically on the time uh, while Walt was around? That's really the first uh, third of my history of Disneyland class. Which is true. It's part one. I didn't think about that. (laughs) It's just on Walt. Yeah. And I thought people are putting everything else. I'm like, well, if number one becomes popular enough, then I'll do number two uh, and and do number three. Because the second half is about the park after Walt's life. And then I talk about California Adventure. And then the third section of the class is where I bring in Imagineers and people that work like in entertainment in different fields. And so they can experience what the park is actually like and how things are run. And that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say it'd be very interesting to see someone who had never been to Disneyland take the whole course and then experience the parks. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they'd be confused watching it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, that sounds awesome. I, I definitely want to check it out myself. So I know Alex. It, it is on uh, udemy.com. I do yeah. not know what that stands for yet, but I will find out at some point as I am very intrigued. Um, Obviously, when you're listening to this, uh, Cyber Monday will have passed, but I have assurances that uh, the price goes up and down on it all the time. So just wait and watch until you see some uh, numbers that fit your pocketbook and invest in some knowledge on something that you love and care about. That's yeah. Looking forward to doing. They call it uh, Udemy.com or Udemy. I, they pronounce it both ways. Udemy so. makes sense because the knowledge is coming right. from Udemy. 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 I think that's the original way. Uh, but they said you can also call it Udemy, like whatever gets you to go to their website. So, and, and they put it on sale a lot. I'm making no money on that class. Uh, it sounds like you dummy. Like, learn this, you dummy. Right, hey, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Was this class born of an uh, uh, in person class that you taught? Yep. I used to teach in, uh, in person. It was a summer school class. It was very, very popular. As you might imagine, we had the best field trip ever. Uh, and, uh, and then I'm. It looks like I might be teaching it in a year here at Cal State Fullerton in their honors program. Huh. It's not confirmed, but they've asked me to pitch it and set it up. And uh, but that would be something that would probably go in late 2024 if it happens. So that would be fun. It's it's definitely the first class I'd ever be excited for a test on. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Well, that one I didn't have any tests, but I did have a lot of papers that you had to write. Yeah. Uh, and I made it, I mean, I have a reputation for being a tougher professor and I made this one tough because I didn't want people going, oh, Disneyland, this will be easy. Like, I don't got to do any work. So I made them work for it. And uh, yeah, you know, you got to you gotta get your money's worth out of your education. So We, we both can vouch for that. Just, just not, not for teaching, but trivia. We've both hosted Disney themed trivias at different breweries and people have come up to me and people recently came up to Alex when he was hosting, like, Damn, that was hard. We're like, well, we don't want to be like, what colors the castle, right? you know? What color space yeah. mountain? Yeah. You um you do you guys so you guys do that in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh Joe was doing it semi-frequently, you know, different subjects and stuff. And I at the brewery I work, I said the only trivia I'll do is Disney because it's the only thing I know enough about to yeah. put questions out. But like you say, and it's one of those things when it's something that you're interested in and passionate about, it's really hard to kind of find the barometer on where 
a, a mid-range yeah. question is, you know? I, I was at a tiki show and they were having a trivia night and it was Disney trivia night one night. So I went and none of my friends wanted to go. So I went by myself and there was a table filled with people and a table mostly filled with people and then an empty one. So I sat at the empty one and uh, I kept winning, uh, but they, they weren't announcing who was winning. They're like, okay, we have a winner. And then this girl walks in and saw her friends at the table. They, they went, you can't sit with us. Like, we're full. And they were kind of giving her a hard time. So I said, oh, you can join me. And she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm kicking everybody's butt. <laughs> and, then, and then the very next question I had, it was about Alice in Wonderland. I had no clue. And she said, I watched this movie three days ago. Here's the answer. So we wrote it down. She, and he goes, one table has won the <laughs> And so when they later announced the points, we were so far ahead of everybody else. It was kind of fun because she they started asking questions. I didn't know, but she did. Like she walked in at the perfect moment. Yeah, the good balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I wouldn't have won if she hadn't had shown up. Yeah. The universe sending you a lifeline. Yeah. So, right? So I would I would love to go to a Disney trivia night. That would be fun. Therefore, yeah, I've seen some uh... – Disney cruise ship vlogs and they seem to do a trivia on there. And I, I assume that would be a place where it would be very competitive. Uh, at least in my experience, just at the breweries, a lot of people specifically turn up for those Disney nights. Oh, that's um, awesome. So yeah, well, well, I'm sure I we'll do it again next year for Disneyland's birthday, but I'm going to try and get some other subjects in the meantime. Well, on the cruise, cool. Courtney, uh, her and her sister did it and they won trivia and they actually get medals on the cruise. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. Are they specific to trivia or I get a medal for what it is? Just yeah. some old, old 5K medal they had lying around? Pretty okay. much. Yeah. That so, is so cool. Yeah. So hopefully I want to do that if I ever get on. Like, Call it a, a mental movie. 5K. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. In the brain. So I got kind of a question for both you guys, or it kind of ties in together. Um, and it has, because I, I want, I haven't been able to see it yet, but I just want Alex to kind of mention the, uh, new special uh, on Disney plus uh, that was uh, Christmas with Walt. Uh, that was um, from Don Han. That was uh, at the time made specifically for the Walt Disney family museum. Still uh, has a little crest on the beginning too. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then uh, David, uh, like your talk sound like something that would be perfect for the um, museum. So I'll, since you're our guest, I'll start with you, but uh, ha- like, first of all, have you ever been to the museum in San Francisco? I have, and okay. I love that museum. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's we were just so there before MouseCon a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and is has there ever been the opportunity to possibly do one of your presentations? Like there was a, weekend, or? a lady that wanted to have me come in, and I was very excited about it. And then she retired. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, so I'm I'm kind of. And then COVID hit, so I'm I haven't approached them, but. Uh, I think I will because I think it'd be uh, it would be a lot of fun. I think a lot of people would come and it would be a wow. definitely be a blast. You got two for sure <laughs> that'll be there. So yeah, so, yeah we we will start that hashtag. <laughs> I would get a movement for MouseCon too. Would love to see you at MouseCon at some point. I oh, yeah. I, I have mentioned to uh, uh, I I I don't know if I want to call you Doctor Skipper or David. <laughs> you you can like, call me David. <laughs> But um, and you, we've been friends for a couple of years now. I still like get yeah. confused. We've, uh, Joey, we've had drinks together at the Jungle Bird. You call me David. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> we'll do. But, um, yeah, well, I was talking to you about. I think it, you would be a perfect guest, uh, something new and fresh uh, to MouseCon, and so hopefully we can 
get that. I know there's one in Bakersfield. You're recently at uh, the Tiki Co. In yeah. Bakersfield that I wanted to go to, but it's just a bad weekend. But um, selling your art and books and everything. Uh, but no, I would love to see your presentation at uh, the Family Museum. It would be That'd amazing. Be and right. yeah, that that is I'll, a great place. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit him up again. Awesome. Well, you let us know. I will stop and, being lazy. <laughs> but yeah, because they're they're up and running full full go now. So mm-hmm. but, yeah, they're, um, they were doing a lot of them online for a while, and I didn't want to do online. I like I like being in person. Yeah, and you're. I mean, again, having met you, yeah, definitely very personable. So. Oh, online you. you know we're done with that now so we can, we can all hang out in person yeah um but i've yet to see the special so uh alex can you just tell us a little bit about it um yeah it was uh it's about 50 minutes runtime and it is a mix of you know different clips from animated shorts and features to uh live action as some of the uh Wonderful world of Disney uh, moments. Uh, there was a, a, a I, I couldn't tell you the specific things they all got clipped from, although it does show little captions uh, in, in between at least the animated pieces. Uh, but I, I know it starts with one where Walt's there on Main Street with carolers. And I was just sitting here trying to, you know, talk to myself about how they did it physically because it looks like it's a recorded background. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't know how, like how old green screens are, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, the, the classic uh, Walt uh, making a bit of a show to what he's going to introduce to you and tell you about. And then that is mixed in with narration from Diane Disney Miller um, oh, and uh, home movies of theirs from trips and uh, uh Christmas around the holidays. And I think my favorite part of it, because when I first saw it was at the Disney museum and they had an adjacent uh, exhibit to go with it was the Christmas cards that they sent and received from animators at the studios. Oh, of course these Disney animators, they, you know, why, why go buy a Hallmark card when you can draw Mickey mouse yourself. And so it was actually, you know, specific holiday drawings of Disney characters that they sent to their colleagues and they actually had those cards at the museum and you see a lot of them in this, in this uh, film. Um, But it was cool. It kind of went chronologically. Uh, I I was a little in and out as I watched it before we were recording here, but I noticed the part at the end, uh, she gave some good insight on his uh, um, directing of the pageantry at uh, the Squaw Valley Olympics and how that whole thing happened in a, an oh, cool. anecdote about how you know the the storm stopped and the sun came out and uh, Art Lechleitner uh, said, "Man, you must have uh, have it in good with the guy upstairs or something." <laughs> he, only Disney is the guy who'd be able to produce like right. that. Right? Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it, it was uh, it's good, and I'll probably be watching it a couple more times over the holiday season. Okay. Yeah, I've just yet to check it out, but definitely going to check it out. So yeah. And then I'm sure we've all seen. I'm not sure if you've seen Dave, but uh, have you have you seen the new uh, Once Upon a Studio short that came out? For oh the yeah, yeah, of? yeah. I really like that. Yeah, I thought that was very well done. Nice little non not to not just to Walt, but like everybody. I forget the name of the animator that recently passed away. That was at the beginning, but um, Bernie Madison. Thank you. 
I knew uh, you only you know, worked for uh, Disney for seven decades or yeah. within seven decades, I believe. Nobody yeah, else can hire him. Yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers, like, nah, you're nah, good. Not this clown. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. I, I do find a lot of animators have a time where they left and came back to Disney. So that is interesting. Yeah. I heard a that lot a lot with Fuller Dorman. Yeah. Right. They work for a project and get laid off and work in another studio and come back. And it's, it's being an animator is tough because it's very job to job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that whole little nod with Mickey looking at Walt was the, definitely did a gender you, moment. Did you hear the background on that? The feed the birds? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but that he actually went back into his office and played it on the same piano in Walt's office and recorded it specifically for that short. Really? Yeah. I oh, thought that was amazing. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't, they spared no detail in that one. Uh, speaking yeah. of MouseCon, uh, Tony Ansalmo, a voice of Donald Duck was there. Uh, somebody asked him about it. And um, he, he was saying that he uh, not only did the voice, but uh, he's also an animator. And he actually animated Donald in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And that's oh, wow. where him and uh, uh, Clarence Nash kind of bonded and passed the torch. But uh, he actually did the animation for Donald in the special too, which was the first time he animated him in like over 20 years. So. Wow. Yeah. So that's it was cool. very, very cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But um, yeah. Was- and, and, and I know we, we got a lot going on here and I don't want to keep you too late, but uh, I know you can't talk too much about it, but uh, you were picked or asked to uh, do a special uh, Walt, uh, I don't know if it's like a feature or something for the History Channel. Um, are you able to say at least like how the, the communication came through to get into that? Or yeah. I saw him filming it. I just snuck on the set and said, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. nice. I don't know. I don't know how they found me, but they they found me through my books and whatnot. And it's a uh, all I can say now. And as soon as I can talk about it, I will. They said we can't yet, but it's going to be a show on the History Channel about uh, Walt Disney and. Um, it's a, the people they've, that they're interviewing are all fantastic. Some great historians, some really good people from the company. So, uh, I was, when I found out who else was in it, I'm like, Oh, are you sure you want me in this? <laughs> <laughs> like you've got like some legendary people, but it was fun. It was, uh, it was fun to, uh, take a couple hours and talk about it. We filmed it in a house that was used in American horror story. Oh, nice. I don't know why. Cause we just shot it in the hallway. So I watched the video of me and you can't, I could have literally been anywhere. Um, all right, you're going to rent this giant Victorian house. Sure, why not? But um, but it was fun. It was a it was it was fun talking about uh, uh, Walt and uh, Disney stuff. I always I will talk about it all day long. So yeah, ask my students; they hear too much about Disney. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you're already my favorite teacher. So. Want to or not, they're going to hear about it. <laughs> I want it so I'll eventually because uh, me and Alex, you know, we we get to the Jungle Bird, but more often apart so next time you're in town we'll we'll get some walt stories at, at the jungle bird that would be awesome one of these times up here and you're well, when you're passing but my sister still lives in oregon so i'm up there a couple times a year i will stop by that'll be i had a blast with you that one time that was fun oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun so yeah <laughs> and i guess before we let you go uh like i said thank you for uh, joining uh, alex did you have any uh, more well, no, I just... or anything since we're here talking about walt uh celebrating his birthday and uh, you know, this great company that we are now celebrating a hundred years at Disney animation. And what I think all of us here love the most is the parks 
and what he left us there. Do you have, um, so I'll, I'll ask you and then I'll tell you mine because you might even be able to elaborate on mine, but any specific Walt stories or anecdotes about the parks that are your favorite? Um, and as I let you stew on that, I'll tell you mine uh, is something I learned about during uh, making of one of the trivias is the uh, distance between trash cans. And I, you know, this all may be rumor or what, whatnot, um, but at least what I read was that uh, the 30 feet between trash cans was calculated as that's about how far Walt would walk before he needed to get rid of the trash from his hot dog. Mm -hmm. um, and shout out to Disney Dan. He has a uh, YouTube channel where he made a funny video uh, called Walt Disney, the Glizzy King. And it talked about how hard it is to actually eat a hot dog within 30 feet. <laughs> huh. Uh -huh. That's true, though. They did. They went to other theme parks like Knott's Berry Farm and stuff, and they 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 like tracked how long people held stuff before they just dropped it on the ground. Yeah, see, so that makes sense. They had they had more science in it than you than you would think. Yeah, and shout out to Beyond the Attraction when they're talking about the food and stuff, and they mentioned That's right, the trash they talked about it in there too. I never, I I've heard that story, but I never heard that Disney and Walt pretty much invented the flip. Uh, oh yeah, on the garbage can. I never knew that before, but it's like I don't want people to see the garbage. Yep, and, they, and he wasn't, and so, worried, wasn't worried about copywriting it or anything. It was nope. no. And my recent trip, I was literally looking at garbage cans a whole different way than yeah than before, just because of the them the flip door. Yep, that's a Walt thing. Doritos were invented at Disneyland. All kinds of cool things. I was surprised they didn't mention that in the episode. The episode. yeah, because yeah. Disney doesn't know Doritos. That's why. Ah. Uh. <laughs> They're not, they're not making a dime off Doritos, so they're not going to plug it. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so do you, do you have a favorite uh, Walt Disney in the parks antidote or or story or fact? Um, the only the thing that comes to mind is his love of the rivers of America and that he wanted it to always be busy. That's why he wanted two ships and he wanted the, the canoes and he wanted the Mike Fink keelboats. Because he's like, this is about America on the move and progressing, and I want it to be busy. And so whenever I go in the in the, the lake, is like it just looks like a lake. And there's nothing on it. I'm like, man, what would be mad? You got to get this river running. Right. So yeah. uh, I I just like picturing him there on Tom Sawyer's Island, you know, watching all the boats go by, and that was something he was very much focused on, like little details, like okay, who cares if the river's busy? But that was important to him that it looked yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah, one of my bucket list things, you know, now that we've we go to the parks pretty frequently compared to the casual Disney fan. So like the the bucket list things I want to do are attainable but random and it is eat an ice cream cone on the uh Mark Twain while going around. And All I don't right. know, I, I think they let you bring beverages and stuff they like do. that onto it. Yeah, they but do. The yeah. timing of getting the ice cream cone from Main Street depending upon the time of year, making sure it doesn't melt or you have oh, yeah. to like, eat it all before you get there. I know they do do Sundays at the stage door cafe, which I may uh, settle for, but uh, something about just eat, eating the ice cream on the boat while it's going along the river, just slice of Americana summertime uh, in an experience that kind of takes you out of being in a theme park and lets you right. feel like you're doing something different. You could get one of those Mickey mouse ear shaped, Mickey yeah. Mouse head-shaped ice cream things, those things never melt. 
Because, yeah, they overfreeze them, you know, yeah. for your pleasure, I would say, yeah. in a sense. Because whenever I'm watching videos of people in Florida, they're always complaining about their ice cream melting immediately. And I was like, yeah. do you not get the sub-zero ice cream bars I get yeah. in California? You I always to Mark Twain like four times before that thing was, was soft enough for you to chew without chipping a tooth. I am an ice cream sandwich guy, and I swear – Every time I go, I think I've probably gotten old enough to this point, but as a kid, every time I would go, I'd bite right into it and then probably start crying because yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be an ice cube I was biting So into. cold. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Uh, I was just going to kind of piggyback on what you're saying uh, about the, you know, the busyness of uh, the rivers of America and like that he sees it. That's why, you know, he wants it. And it kind of goes back to something I heard about storybook land when I forgot what it's one of the castles or something, and he wanted the oh. windows to be stained glass. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, "Well, we can do it. You know, make it a sticker." And he's like, "No, I want it to be stained glass." He's like, "Well, the guests won't know that it's not real stained glass." He's like, "Well, I will. I will know. Yeah, you know." So next thing you know, it's stained glass in the little yeah castle. Um, His attention to details just amazing. Yeah, and. I mean, you see it go at the parks, and it's just every little detail is so amazing. I mm-hmm. shout out our good friend uh, Russell Flores. He did the uh, a scene unseen at Disneyland books, which basically oh the yeah stuff that's hidden in open sight for you to mm-hmm. see, you know, and all the details. But um, I don't really have like an antidote, but I love the fact that Disneyland is the only park in the entire world that Walt was at. Um, you could take a numerous amount of pictures leaning on the rail at the train station sitting on the bench by city hall standing under jose you know all these i try to reenact uh some of these photos every once in a while but uh, the fact that for for you know fans of walt you know the man and everything he's done you can feel the presence at disneyland opposed to uh, the magic kingdom or disney world which i love when i go there but it's you just don't feel it's different yeah yeah, it's a different, yeah, different vibe. So. yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, that's true. I know we could probably talk about Walt Disney all all day and all night, but I won't torture you or our listeners with that. But uh, before we let you go, uh, would you want to let our listeners know once again uh, where they can, they can find you, listen to you, uh, buy your awesome uh, <clears throat> bullet laden art, which is amazing. So and a stress reliever, I would assume. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I make a whole day out of it. I go shoot signs and I go hang out in Palm Springs and go to the reef and have drinks and lunch and make a day out of it. Yeah, it's a it's it makes the art even more fun. Yeah, you can find me on um, uh, at Dr. Skipper Marley um, on Instagram. I'm on Etsy. You can type in Dr. Skipper on Etsy. You can find all my art there and my books. My books are also available on Amazon. Uh, but if you buy them on my Etsy store, I will autograph them for you so you can get it personalized. Great Christmas present. And uh, there's my little plug for that. And then my podcast with Trevor Kelly is called uh, The Jungle, and it comes out on the 1st and 15th of every month. And we talk about the Jungle Cruise and pop culture and whatever we happen to come across. Such um, as the greatest prank ever, uh, ever. by a Disney cast member on their final day. Right, right. Listen yeah. to it. That's all I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great story. And uh, the podcast is fun because we don't tell each other what our topics are. So we're just kind of springing them on each other, which makes it more fun. Yeah. But, I mean, it sounds, I mean, as you know, a podcaster myself, like it, it, it is literally my favorite podcast. I'm, 
I'm like excited when it's a new episode. I'm like, yes, cool. Oh, I can listen you. to it at work. So. Oh, thank you so much. That's yeah. very kind of you. I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I mean, I, me and Teeny Tal on Tiki Cast were like, oh, did you see the, the new episode's out? And yeah. I was excited. So, yeah. Awesome. And I got a shout out. I'm really looking. I'm going to order because uh, Tiki Oasis, you brought out the Tiki Mug traveling case. Uh, oh, yeah. Safe when, because Jungle Bird, you could bring your own Tiki mugs, and I don't want any grubby hands on any ones I choose to bring. So, yeah. Nice little case. And the art, everything's really cool. And, and of course, like, the, like I said, the book. So awesome. Thank you so much. It's yeah, a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I'm glad we're friends. Can't wait for all of us to hang out at the Jungle Bird uh, one of these times. That would be a blast. I'll I'll be through town. I'll let you know. Awesome. Sounds we'll good. So, yeah. Um, I believe that is it for uh, episode 146. Uh, we are at the beginning of Christmas season. So uh, there's a lot of Disney content on Disney Plus, uh, new movies out, the Christmas of Walt. Uh, great uh, documentary also from the Walt Disney Family Museum. 20, um, 25 days of Christmas on Freeform. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I I pretty much spent like half of this past weekend after Thanksgiving re-watching Christmas Vacation and Elf between yeah, football games. On so. 24 hours a day, I believe, on Friday yeah. and Saturday. And nice. Fred Claus, which I think is an underrated Christmas movie. I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Alex, can you shout out our crew one more time? Of course, as always, we love the DU crew. So big shout outs going to you, Sean, John, Alfredo, Sasquatch, Florida Jen, and Superfan Jen, Monique, Tyler, and Wedge Antilles. If you want to join the illustrious ranks of these fine people, go over to patreon.com slash DU crew and see what DU has to offer you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome nice. so uh we will catch you guys next time i believe we will have a trip report from ryan who will be down at disneyland uh eating all the christmas food and all that good give food. me my tiki mug ryan i know oh yeah <laughs> do you see that tiki mug at trader sam's the i did one? yeah holy crap that is the best one that it's they've like done a so christmas far christmas version of the it's, shipwreck it is so bright i yeah. want to see it in person yeah so yeah uh, hopefully we'll be able to get that uh ryan if you're listening ryan <laughs> and if you're listening to uh listening to this episode definitely check out our bonus episode with uh tony luca and jennifer mcgill of the mickey mouse club as they get ready for the upcoming concert in nashville on december 10th uh part of the all always in the club uh fans of the mickey mouse club from the 80s and 90s uh, the, the show i watched as a kid so really cool christmas album cool. why because it's christmas i check that out and uh, show them some love and we will see you guys next couple weeks from now so yeah big year end holiday special yes the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, nice the du holiday special absolutely well uh david thanks for coming by people thanks buy some art buy some books it's christmas time and uh thank you sir thank you so much thanks for having me uh, absolutely Love it. Guys, happy to be have, here and everybody have a good night or good morning whenever you listen to the show talk to you later thanks. Yeah.